1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you like what you're hearing, (laughs) uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Okay. Uh, We mentioned it a little bit a second ago. And for me, this has kind of become, uh, if we want to put a label Mm -hmm. on the philosophy for the Giants, because people are already getting antsy with regard to the names they don't have and I've decided that this is the way to describe it the fans want names the Giants want numbers because while we're sitting here 25 or so games in and now suddenly the offense looks stagnant it's gonna be a repetitive theme every time they struggle Well, we don't have names. Mm -hmm. And then when they don't struggle, it's like, wow, these guys are magicians. Here's the thing. Let's go to some of the names that Giants fans wanted in the offseason. And you tell me, because I bet fans don't know this. Once they're not on the team, they're not paying attention anymore. People wanted Trevor Story. Trevor Story with the Boston Red Sox in a hitter's park has... This many home runs this year. Wow. And they're losing games. Zero home runs. He has a negative war. This is a below replacement level wow. player, wow. but he's a name. Yeah. So do you want that player on your team just because he supposedly is going to bring you to the yard?
0: Well, and, and they're not winning. I mean, the Red Sox are in a big funk right now. They got shut out in the biggest deficit in Fenway, shut out history over the last 10 years. Yeah, th- there's no doubt about it. And he's playing a new position too. And he's not necessarily great defensively at that position yet. Um,
1: let's go to another one chris bryant was on the san francisco giants
0: i liked chris bryant more than probably most giants fans
1: chris bryant now plays in the thin air of denver do you know how many home runs he has this year um i'm gonna say none zero home runs now he's been hurt but still 57 Mm -hmm. at bats and he has not hit one out of the park yet his average is okay kyle schwarber another name that i heard a yeah. lot of people, boy that guy would fit perfectly oh, yeah. with the dh Giants. he's got seven home runs but his average is 193 193 oh, in hitters park we wanted say a suzuki he's been good but even he has fallen down he's about hitting 250 right now uh castellanos is one guy that that is playing well. He's hitting over three hundred in the same so, lineup as Schwarber. In the same lineup, but I mean, Jock Peterson is essentially outplaying yeah, all of these guys. Indeed. And so, do you want the name or do you want the numbers?
0: Well, I, I think it's a it's a great point. The only thing Schwarber's done, in my opinion, that's been noteworthy, is him screaming at the umpire saying, "Ah, it's, your strike zone's here, your strike zone's." Here. I mean, that might have been the the best rant I've seen since Lou Pinella. Um, but uh, no, you're you're one hundred percent right. And here's the thing. Jock fits the ethos of what this team needs right now, which I think is the unquantifiable in a box score or in a baseball reference page, you know, thing that I take away from him. Like he has had a good effect on this clubhouse and on this team right now. I I don't know if some of these other guys would have fit, but you're 100 percent right. The one thing you talk to any Cubs fan about Chris Bryant, they all said it when he got traded here. Oh, the deep tissue injuries, all oh, the muscle injuries. He would always get hurt. And that was one thing that he didn't do as he was searching for that big contract. He didn't get hurt with the Giants. Well, he was only here a couple months. Right. You know, so um, it's interesting. It's definitely something I'm going to be monitoring for
1: him. And then Trevor Story. I can't get over the the Trevor Story numbers. Well, I mean, and it doesn't stop there. Trevor Simeon. Uh, yeah, what Trevor- is Simeon? Right, Marcus Simeon, uh, 179 has not hit a home, uh, hit a home run yet. Six hundred million dollar um, infield. I just went NFL there for a second with Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Yeah, Marcus Simeon. I mean, again, <laughs> and again, we're so early. I'm sure yes. these guys will correct themselves to a certain degree, but I am going to 100 support Farhan Zaidi in this endeavor, which is, and I still believe this, and I know that there's some giant fans who are not convinced, and that's fair because it hasn't happened yet, but I firmly believe the Giants will spend. But it has to be the right guy. And what I mean by that is he's got to fit the Giants' philosophy. He's got to be young. I'm sorry. He's got to be able to do the things that they value, like they talked for years when everyone was ready to get rid of Brandon Belt. They were like, we value the things that brandon belt does do you have a good eye do you get yourself on base in addition to your home runs yeah are you are you not 32 years old you know like all of these things all of these things matter in this conversation i think the giants are willing to spend they are just very picky very selective and historically the five six seven eight year deals that are handed out to big names They aren't a good bet. No, So uh, I want that selective sort of an approach. And just look at who
0: was available to last year. I mean, think of how many shortstops. Wouldn't we all agree? They still have a great defensive shortstop. Like, I, I watched Brandon Crawford make a diving play up the left uh, earlier tonight. Now, the bat's coming around. I feel like he's actually had a decent week this week uh, hitting, and, and it's starting to come back around. But, like, you can't just throw $250 million at a guy who's played one position his whole career and say, hey, move over to second. Hey, move over to third base for for a couple of years, and then maybe we'll figure it out. I mean, A-Rod's one of the great – whatever you think about him with steroids, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And he struggled to play third base early on because it was a new position. He was a gold Glover at shortstop. So I think it's a lot easier to say, get this guy, get Correa, get story. It's a lot harder to actually make that work. Schwarber, what would Schwarber look like defensively in the outfield for the Giants, even if he's DHing?
1: Well, I mean, look, this is where I do find analytics, which I know they, uh, they tick people off. They annoy people. They don't want to hear it. But I think these advanced numbers sometimes, they will help us understand what we don't see mm-hmm. on a baseball field. And there are so many things in all of sports that we don't see. The little things that you do, the defensive side, uh, all of those metrics help us see overall. And this is what something like war will tell you. What is this player doing from top to bottom on a baseball field? Nick Castellanos is hitting three hundred seven. Brandon Crawford's hitting two twenty. Who has a higher WAR? I believe it's Brandon Crawford right Brandon now. Brandon Crawford because of the has a higher WAR. Yeah, um, he's got a way higher WAR than 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 Simeon. He's got the same WAR as Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. Who, oh my gosh, you got to go get a big time. Brandon Crawford has the exact same wins above replacement at the same position as Carlos Correa and making so, less. What's that? And making less and costs a lot less. So I I just, you know, I say this, and I know I get branded such a Farhan Homer and everything, but I say this because when we call him Captain Spreadsheet, this is the stuff they're sitting down and looking at. And and while that may annoy you and you can call them a nerd, that's what leads to their consistent winning record. That's how they've done it. So they'll spend. It's just got to be somebody whose numbers also – add up
0: yeah and and not only that just look at the organizational philosophy on the on the farm it wasn't about just a couple of prospects coming in it was prospects that are just plentiful and then you could pick and choose who you want for the big league club and who you want to trade away to get proven players like you would like a blend of both like that's what i believe they're trying to put together right now and if you look at the teams that have had success the last couple years if you point out the Dodgers a lot of these homegrown guys have come to fruition the ones they didn't like or the ones they didn't value as much they traded away same thing with the Astros so there is a template for how to make this work I'm just I get so impatient because I haven't seen any of these young guys and then I get a little taste of Joey Barton it's not as good as what I expected but that's also part of the baseball thing early on you're gonna have to be
1: patient well, the Giants have shown a number of times in a number of ways they are incredibly stubborn with regard to their plan. That's true. And, and they do not want to deviate from that. And obviously last year gave them some, some cachet to say, we're not going to deviate from that. Um, but where are you at on that? Like the, how long does what we're seeing right now have to go uh, before there is some deviation? Or how far yeah. away do the Dodgers or the Padres have to get before – you say, okay, you do need to deviate or would you support them remaining as stubborn as they've been?
0: well the, the key for me is not being reckless organizationally I, I don't want to see them surrender the next Francisco Liriano for example that did the Giants in for a couple of years right? they, they missed out on that dude trying to swing for a one year guy in AJ Pruszynski now that's, that's one of the worst Giants trades in history so yeah. I'm just pointing that one out I've been waiting so long for some of these guys I just want to see them that's I'm willing to be patient the other part of this is with expanded playoffs I don't think you have the sense of urgency to go all in like you did in Years past, you have an opportunity to kind of float around. Let's see where this thing's at Memorial Day. Like, yeah. I want to see where they're at Memorial Day before I hit any of the buttons.
1: Well, I just want to remind all the Giants fans of something as well. And, and I know this is not the way sports work. Uh, we're coming off the NFL draft where everybody gave out draft <laughs> grades Friday morning, and, and and none of these people have suited up, and they won't suit up for months, and we're already deciding if they're good or bad. So I understand the way sports media and sports fandom works but let me remind people of something essentially one of the first things that Farhan Zayde, uh, and, and then subsequently Scott Harris this regime that got built one of the very first things they did was they came in they had a year uh, Farhan did at least where Bo was you know part part of the scene and then uh, then Bochi moves on and Farhan's got a higher, A new manager, huge decision, wildly popular manager, leaving. Okay. The name Gabe Kapler surfaces, and with everything that had gone on from either lack of success in Philadelphia or the whole experience with the Dodgers organization, Farhan was basically told, don't you dare do it. Do not do it. I don't care if your analytics are saying that this is the right manager. Don't do it. You better deviate from your opinion. Farhan sat there. He thought about it. Nope. I'm doing it anyway. A very tense press conference, a topsy turvy wobbly start. And now the manager of the year and a guy that seems to fit like a glove. Mm -hmm. That's an example to me of Farhan, not deviating from his process in the face of criticism and look what happened. So, even if you're going to get some stretches like the Giants are, are going through now, look, we'll see if it goes totally sideways. But the process has already shown that it, it, it's, it's successful. So to answer, you know that that question, no, like I, I, I the, to, they should not deviate from this process no matter what happens because the long haul has already shown that more often than not, it's the right thing to do.
0: Well, yeah, and, and they're already pot committed with all these youngsters. Like, that's that's the thing I think people need to realize. Like, they've been building this farm up for multiple years. They're not going to throw it away because they have a, you know, bad two-week stretch in May coming off 107, 108 wins. Like, that's the other thing, Mark. Haven't they built up a little bit of equity? Like, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I get as crazy and as angry as most. Once the games are on, like, I, I I'm pretty content for the most part just watching the games and seeing how it plays out. Right now, the, they're not the Titanic. They're a team that's over 500 in one of the toughest divisions in baseball. They've had a couple of gems. They've had a horrible luck when it comes to injuries and COVID. Let's see if some of these guys can come back. And if it doesn't pan out, okay, then maybe we sell off at the deadline. But I'm nowhere near that point. Like, why are we waving the white flag and panicking? Yeah. I, think, I think
1: it's just too premature. Speaking of waving the white flag, they did do it in one sense. And before we get to a game we're going to call fair or foul here uh, in a little bit on this episode, um, I do want to give both of us a chance to weigh in on yeah. the Tyler Beattie uh, experience, which uh, which now comes to an end as he's, he's been DFA'd and he came out and immediately said wonderful things about the organization. Said it's an incredibly sad day. Um, and, and he understands where the organization is coming from. And he thanks the organization for all of the different ways that they tried to make him successful. But this guy just could not refine the command of the strike zone. And, and, and it's a bummer. I mean, the early round draft pick, the switching of positions, everything that they've been through in this story moments where it looked like it was going to be incredibly successful. And by the way, Tyler is a gem of a dude. Like, I know he did everything he possibly could. And and maybe there's still something out there for him uh, in this game. But I knew, you and I knew, with that roster crunch coming at the start of May, it was going to be almost impossible to keep him out there. They never put him into a leverage situation, which just told me they never trusted him. And so this is a bummer, but I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah and it, I'm like going through Fantasy yesterday and this is I'm I'm going somewhere with this but I'm seeing the start that Kevin Gosman has and I'm saying to myself there's a former first rounder that they found, they shined up, they brought back on multiple one-year deals, and he signs a mega deal, five-year, and it looks like he is a totally different pitcher than what he was when he got acquired by the Giants. And I juxtapose that with where Tyler Beattie is, and I guess my my ultimate, you know, thought is, I just don't think the stuff was ever good enough, even returning from the injuries. He probably is a great guy, but if he couldn't figure it out with this staff, how they maximize pitching... I think that's more, sadly, an indictment on where he's at with his arm and his career than than anything on the Giants because they've given him opportunities. He just he has to meet them halfway.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think I totally support it. It's the right move. I think they've done everything they can, and 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 uh, you know they've wrung that uh, they've rung that towel out, and there's just uh, there's just nothing there for him anymore.